The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. everybody welcome back i am kat and it sure is a beautiful day ah i am joined once again by the i always say oh so funny but the oh so funny hmm. kate madry hi lady oh man and my dog scarlet <laughs> it's like right on cue the minute I, I hit record it's like you guys seconds before this i was like telling my son i was like okay we're recording no screaming at the X box. And Katie was like, oh my God, I thought you were telling your son not to scream at his ex. <laughs> and then I put all the dogs in a certain spot, but it's like literally the minute I hit record, they start whining. You good, Scar? I think she's good. She just wanted to be acknowledged. She's good. Yeah. She just wanted to shout out on the <laughs> she show. She wanted to shout out. <laughs> Scarlet, it sure is a beautiful day. Every day is beautiful with my little angel dog. How are you? Hey. Hi. hi. This is our second show. I know. We had... Our first, our baby, we birthed it, and here we are again. Here we are. Never been through labor, but it sure was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Less painless for you than it was for me. The first time around. Yeah. With a real baby. Yeah. Yeah. I should also mention that I am drinking a glass of wine this time. This is new. She's, uh, yeah, sipping on a little white wine, which is a shocker because she's usually a ready. I'm kind of a wine snob, and I'm like, I'm trying to remember what movie where there's a line where it's like white wine is like, you might as well be drinking water. It's just like very like, (laughs) ugh, please wine. So I'm like such a red wine snob, but this is crisp and lovely and I had nothing else. What kind of of wine is it? A Chardonnay? It is a Chardonnay. And I'll just go ahead and just say this. It is, this is not an ad, but this is from One Brick. This is Jana Kramer's wine line. Oh, wow. And- I, I consumed the red she sent me like real fast. But the white has been in my fridge and it's a hot day in Los Angeles. And Katie and I are bellied up here to my desk in my home office. But but no, how are you? Let's check in. I am good. Yes, let's check in. I am uh, getting my period in two days. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> well, you know, we all get them. Well. Well. <laughs> not for much longer. <laughs> Hashtag midlife. Um, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Most, most, yes. Most get them. Yes. And I am so feeling all the feels mm. um, and just a little overwhelmed. I just did like a two-week acting intensive. Yeah, I know. You've been like really, really busy yeah. with that. What What is that exactly? Because you're like, I've got my intensive. It's like you're locked up or locked yeah. down or what are you doing? It really, well, typically like pre-2020, I would be like in a acting studio around a ton of different actors and we'd be like acting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all we do is Zoom all the time. Zoom, 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 Zoom. How and, do you act on but Zoom? It's you know, it's actually really revealing because it's what casting directors see Mm -hmm. the little you on a screen so Mm -hmm. you can really see what you need to pull back on or what you need to like amplify or work harder on or pay more attention you can really notice when you're not listening which is this whole acting intensive is basically around the idea that at every punctuation you should have a thought as the character because thoughts really fuel what we say in day-to-day life. When everybody who's sitting here listening to me say say all of this is having a thought and a judgment about what I'm saying. Ooh, and there's this inner dialogue that goes on in everybody's head. Uh-huh. And it's what pushes us to feel things. And then it's what pushes us to say things or think things or Like act. thought triggers almost. Thought triggers, yeah. yeah. And some people are more in tune with their feelings. So they feel and then they think about how they're feeling. And other people I feel like are more, they just have thoughts that blurt out and those thoughts fuel their feelings. So mm. it's one or the other, but it's mm. really heady, mm. really heady and made me really realize how much I was running from my thoughts because uh, I have so many all the time uh, and tequila really shuts them up. 
<laughs> now I don't have tequila, so they're always going. Okay, so, okay, let me unpack this a little bit. Yeah, please. Firstly, I think what you're saying is with all these thoughts that kind of support the actor in practice, mm-hmm. that's probably why you're so good at it because you you have so many thoughts and you're mm-hmm. always kind of like making judgments or you're making like you're just, you're it's like a fine-tuned mind. Yes. But is that draining? Like the word intensive for an acting intensive, like- yeah. That makes, it, it sounds like you just needed to sleep for a month after that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, it was like three hour minimum rehearsals every day, no days off. Mm-hmm. And then like six hour classes. Um, I think it was probably like once a week. We had, I think four or five classes over two weeks. So it was pretty intense and um, yeah, intensive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very draining. And I didn't think that it would illuminate so many ideas for me on my day-to-day life. I thought it was mm. just going to be like my acting. And honestly, I kind of was like, this is just a real good thing on my resume. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to really shift the way that I noticed my thoughts even as Kate. Like yes. even every day, realizing how many thoughts I have. So was that something they were teaching? Did they keep tying in your thoughts are part of this exercise? Or is that just kind of your takeaway that you're yeah. like picked up on? So 90% of our rehearsals or when we'd read through our scripts, we had to do thoughts out loud at every punctuation. Thoughts out loud. So you have to say your thoughts? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's crazy. As the character. So okay. if like my character is married, let's mm-hmm. say we're in a scene and we're married and you're my husband. I'd have thoughts about something that you either just did or didn't do. So like if your line is, wow, you look nice nice tonight, I would say, oh my God, thank you so much. You actually noticed that I looked nice. And then my line would be like, this dress is new. So it would fuel that line. Or I could do what you didn't say, which would be, oh, you didn't say that I curled my hair. You didn't mention that I took the trash out earlier. This dress is new and it would fuel it in a different way. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting? It just made me think mm. like how we allow ourselves to think in the day-to-day fuel our perspective for everything that comes after that. Oh, hell yeah. Which is just mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. <laughs> well, Kate, darling, I mean, listen— Yes, you are so spot on. And I think, you know, it's so funny you bring this up because you are 20, how old now? Six, Sorry. I think. I hate always bringing up numbers because no, it is, okay. you know, it's all very relative. But I remember being in my 20s and that is when I really started deep diving into self-help books, to be honest. I mean, that's what they were called at the mm-hmm. time. And I really think it was Oprah that brought them to the forefront because you'd go watch Oprah at four o'clock every day, which is what I did. And she was one of the first people out there in like daytime television to bring on, oh, what is his name now? I'm going to forget all this. Um, I'm going to figure out what his name is and tell you later. But he, she brought, Gary Zukov was Ooh. his name. She would bring on these authors that were, for the first time, kind of in mainstream culture, talking about why self-care is important and why self-help it should be kind of a prescription for a healthy life. And that's the first time I started picking up on the mind and Mm. the noise and the Mm. chatter. And I would be reading about like, that's why affirmations are so important, right? That's like why we, we say things to manifest what we want or why we write down um, gratitude in our journal, because that's like, it's, it's. Yeah. We're like putting it out there. Exactly. So that it is so. Yes. And, but chatter and you know, I mean, I could go really deep on this. The whole, like, there's yourself, which is like your ego, which mm-hmm. is that that story and that narrative and those voices you're talking about that are always there and there for some more than others, but that are incessant. Like you were just saying, you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize that, like, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of talk and yeah. how much space that takes up in our lives. You're speaking exactly to what kind of propelled me into yoga and meditation? Because the more I consumed over the years and reading and living longer and why, you know, I even had a tattoo about it, why being in the present was so important. Because if we don't ground ourselves somehow into the moment and like learn to turn down the volume on all that like ancillary chatter, that story that we've told ourselves our whole lives or what our past, you know, is just like creeping up or those, or even those those voices you talked about, Harper, yeah. your girl, yeah. your girl Harper, if you guys missed the first episode. 
there is a way and a practice and there are almost like skills you can learn to quiet all of that and why it's important. Now, I don't know how that plays into your acting, but. Right. But was there a, like a turning point for you where you decided I'm going to do this? I mean, I know you said that Oprah was like Mm -hmm. very pivotal Mm -hmm. in kind of introducing you to that, but was there a time in your life where you couldn't take the chatter or Mm -hmm. have you always been able to calm it or talk to it? Like, how do you deal with it? Mm. You know, I've spoken about this before and I I really do believe this to be true, but I think the mind is a very, very powerful thing. We know this. Like you look at champions, you look at Mm -hmm. Kobe, you look at all the people who are successful, you look at Olympic athletes, you you know, it's like whatever's going on in between the ears, I mean, is more important than if you were born a natural athlete or if you were born, you know, A, B or C. It's like what we think we become. And, And I have, I subscribe to that. You know, it's funny. I remember leaving home when I was like 21, 22, I got my first TV job in San Francisco and I was away from home for the first time and I didn't really have a community and I didn't go to church. And so these books kind of became my safety and my comfort. I mean, I've always said it sure is a beautiful day. Like I am this optimistic person, but it was like, it was that early part of my adult life where I realized that my thought, my spirit, my attitude could really attract what I wanted. Yeah. So I needed to figure out how to how to tame the negative thoughts. Right. And the power of positive thinking. And I know that sounds so generic. And I am by no means an expert. And people have written about this and spoke about this. And then you remember the secret. Remember yes. when the secret came yes, out? And yes, it's yes, like yes. it's like if you really can attach yourself to this type of, of thought process, then you yeah. can really, really attract and manifest what you want in your life. So I don't know how much of that is scientific or right. just like, you know. Spiritual or, yeah. I mean, I think even religious, like ask, believe, receive. Like you pray and you mm-hmm. put your faith in something. I mean, it. I think it really shows up in a lot of different alleys, spiritual, religious. Yeah. I do too. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I also believe, and these are, this is just in the last four or five years, the books I consume or the audiobooks I walk to, like The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. I mean, I believe when I kind of consume this stuff that it can really shape even our health. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like all connected, the mind, body, spirit. I really do operate this way. Like if you think about the people who have negative thoughts mm-hmm. or are always in a bad mood or yeah. are always the victim, guess what? Isn't it interesting that they're also sick a lot? Yeah. Isn't it interesting that they had the accident? Isn't it interesting? It's like it piles on. I right. believe, I, I don't even know how to frame this because again, I, I, I like to say I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe like there is a frequency you can get on. Yeah, and, I do And too. it starts with your thoughts. Right. What would you say would be like the easiest way to break out of that? Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just get into this rut and you keep going and it's like you're on a hamster wheel and it's going so fast you can't stop. I've definitely been there. Mm-hmm. I don't know like… I, I, Breath. I'll tell you right now. And I mean, again, this is what works for me, people. But <laughs> I am a I am a subject sitting here that's pretty happy and pretty adjusted and by the way, really bad, terrible things also happened to me. Right. But if, if you were to ask me that question, which you just did, I would say go to yoga, learn to breathe. It's like there's there's something meditative about, it helps me slow that, what right. you're describing, right? It helps me. It's like a tool I use. You know, I had a really busy week last week with work and I had, you know, an important interview and everything was happening, right? Like mm-hmm. this is all of our lives. We're yeah. busy and we've got 17 balls in the air and the, yes. the phones and the dings and the notification and the kids are calling and the and he's late for practice and I forgot to wash his pants and then so-and-so's publicist is calling me and they want this on a deadline and like a million things are going on. And I was like getting that thing where we are all like, <gasps> I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah. It's happening. And, and now when that happens, it's like I have this little like Switch. alert go off that goes, you know what to do. And what I do is I stop physically. I literally sit in a chair. I close my eyes and I breathe. And I just breathe through it. For how long? Quick? I think I only had two minutes that particular day. Because time isn't always a luxury for everyone. But if you can just, what, take like, what do you say? 60 seconds, 90 seconds? Totally, Just focus only on your breath? Yes, I really do think. And And it takes time and practice to get comfortable there. I know a lot of people 
hate being still. It's yeah. not comfortable feeling for people to, you know, the word even meditation is, you know, kind of off-putting for a lot of people. But I swear by it. And all I can tell you, my testimonial, this is my truth, people. <laughs> yes. This is my truth. But it works. And I mean, there are so many apps out there now. There are oh, a million yeah. and one I apps. I love the Calm app. Have you heard of the Calm app? I just subscribed to a full year. Did you really just ask me if I've heard of the Calm app? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I told you did, about the Calm app. <laughs> did you? Is that why it's on my phone? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because I was, the one, I was one of the first on that train long before OG LeBron <laughs> and long before they even had celebrities on that. You, but on they the had music on there. I know they like, didn't used to. Like to go to. night-night too. I know. Like all, Sam Smith to go night-night too. I know. And Harry Styles. Yes. Ooh, baby. I know. I know. They didn't used to have all of that. But it started out with those sleep lullabies, which I love. This I was exactly, I will tell you this story. Okay. This is funny. Not, I keep saying funny when it's not funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm around. You're like, there's natural humor here somewhere. It was two weeks after I left E because I left E on December 20th, 2017. Oh, two weeks. That's fresh. Yeah. And actually to be even more specific, 10 days because oh. I was in Mexico. <laughs> I got on a plane. I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here with my then boyfriend, JC and Grant. And we were all in one, cause we were, we were moving around in Mexico, but for this one night, it was New Year's Eve. We all just stay in the same room because it was oh. all we could do. It was like <laughs> one of those things. And we got in like a roll away. We got in all this stuff and I'll never forget. It was literally New Year's Eve. And I'm sure we were shit faced and we all got <laughs> in bed basically together. And I was like, okay, who's ready for the calm sleep story? <laughs> and they're all like, are you this fucking kidding me? This is some weird foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I was like, no, 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 it's this app, but I love it so much. It puts me to sleep every night. It's so calming. I have the best night's sleep. And um, they laughed at me then, but every single one of them- <laughs> Downloaded it? Now love Listen the Calm app. I even reached out to the Calm app. I Ugh. tried to, because I you wanted to be one of their little things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I they love that. They never got back to me. Give us a call, Calm. Call Calm. Would Please you like call. me to tell you a night night yeah, story? Yeah, give me like a five second teaser. So I want you to get into bed. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that feel nice? It's and just <laughs> get comfortable. Just take a minute. Just take a minute and... It's still a little weird foreplay. Let, all my deep breathing. Let the day go. I want you to just let it all go. Okay. Oh, oh my know. God. Now I'm getting Terrible. too relaxed. We got to keep talking. Terrible. But anyway, yes, I love the Calm app. Sorry, I totally um, I took love a that. right turn there. But yes, no, you're right. That's a great the app. There are so many that also have the meditation tool on there. I and whether also it's also just counting too. Honestly, if you're mm -hmm. not, if you just really need to go into a closet <laughs> or like, you know, I don't know where you are, mm -hmm. go into the bathroom stall and count to 90. I heard somewhere, I'm really bad with my resources. I didn't know where I heard so from I. last time and I don't know where I heard. We're the podcast. You know, we don't, don't know. Don't hold us to this, okay? We don't, we can't source anybody. We, we don't not, know who said it. But. There is no source page at the bottom of this description, okay? Uh, but some somewhere it said somewhere I don't know ninety seconds. That's all it really takes to actually feel a feeling. That's like the amount of time that your brain can actually hold on to a literal feeling, an emotion, and then it it goes. But we feel it, and it's all drawn out because we shove it away. Mm -hmm. So if you can sit in something mm -hmm. anxious, anger, frustration, anything for ninety seconds and just really feel it it will go away naturally. And then I think it makes sense because you really just have to face it, you know? Well, yes, I completely agree with that. And that has come through therapy for me, especially, and going through pain. I think when we're like going through something very, very difficult, that's the one kind of theme of the last year of when I was struggling through my breakup and everything. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people, actual experts and professionals in this realm said to me, feel your feelings. feelings. You have to feel it because Seriously. if you don't, it's exactly what you just said. It goes over there and then it comes back or then it goes over there. And then it's, if you swallow this shit, by the way, I tell my kids this because they don't know, you, you know, no. you're not born with the tools. No, you're you know? really not. I and tell our society them. tells you really to just be happy all the time. And have a drink. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Or have a drink. Right. Uh -huh. Which we can talk about, but yeah. the feel your feelings is then let it come. It's like, let it come. Don't fight it off. Mm -hmm. Don't try to repel the feeling. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel uncomfortable, but if you can, if you can sit with it, figure out how that feels 
and let it pass through you, then it's less likely to come back. Yeah, it's like, like you observing worked through your it. feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, you find that? I mean, is that you cut because because you're speaking to the you said when you were in your intensive, you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize how many thoughts I had. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, for those who missed our, our first chat on the premiere episode, I mean, Katie is newly sober and mm-hmm. drinking used to be your yeah, go-to. Absolutely. Like so many people was like, okay, here's my end of the day cocktail. Here's my, I'm a little stressed cocktail. Here's my, I can't really go to sleep. Here's my nightcap. And a little bit more. That's why I'm not doing it. But yeah, I definitely use it as a coping mechanism. But I I have realized that feeling your feelings is like stretching a muscle. Like it's not something I'm even fully at yet. Like with this intensive, I definitely acknowledge that I was feeling anxious or overwhelmed, but I shoved that shit away so quickly because it didn't feel like productive for me to feel that way. Hmm. But you mean I, in regards to your work? It wasn't yeah. serving you, sort of? Yeah. I felt like, oh, if I'm analyzing my thoughts too much, it's not being productive. But anyways, I'm working on that a lot. I think it's uh, one step at a time. You know, you just do like one thing. If you just try to feel one of your feelings whole, holy, you've done your work for the day. It's not every single time that mm-hmm. it's going to be achievable. And that's yeah. okay. That's why we're human. Oh, completely. It's like, being compassionate with yourself and, and yeah, not, you don't have to climb the mountain today, Yeah, but, you know, that effort is there for sure. Yeah. For sure. So where are your thoughts now after the intensive? Have you had time to reflect? Are you like more aware now when you go through your days? I'm definitely more aware. I definitely admitted to some of my classmates that I was a little bit spiraling and they were all like, girl, me too. Had never thought about this and it's good. It's growth mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. And some Sometimes it's uncomfortable and other times it's delicious and lovely, like this warm sun on my back. Mm, To get grounded and to quiet the chatter. I think everybody has like this like track, like all day, like how exhausting, like, right? We're always like on top of everything else we're doing. We're like, I talk to myself out loud, by the way. I'm always (laughs) like, am I doing that again? It's so embarrassing. (laughs) Um, But there is a way, and I learned this, and this is again Eckhart Tolle, I believe, in one of his books. And and it's like being the observer of your thoughts is already progress. Because Mm. when you, because you're already like, you've identified this Mm -hmm. as being a thing, Mm -hmm. first of all. And then you go, I'm going to observe this. So when you catch yourself, Mm -hmm. Pima Chodron, the Buddhist writer, also talks about this. When you catch yourself thinking, all those shadows, all the doubts, all the whatever, those judgments Mm -hmm. are, all the nonstop, that's the first step. And then it's like just trying to find the space in between those thoughts. So to do that for me, that's why I always say I want to be in the present because if you are constantly in your mind and you are going through your days constantly having these conversations with yourself, which by the way is your ego self, it's not your being in my belief, it's your ego fake self, it's not your actual spirit. Right. If you can find the space between all those thoughts, it's like doing anything. You get better and better and better and better. And to do that, the exercise is, if it's not meditating and closing your eyes and getting quiet, that's one thing. For me, it's stopping and like observing. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally will sit there sometimes and I'm like, look at the leaves on the tree. What do they look like? What do they, look at all the detail. Look at all that, you know, just look up. Like at any moment we can stop and we can, if we close our eyes again, every sense, if we get in tune with, by the way, what am I hearing? Oh my God, there is a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is a lovely bird I hear. Oh, what about the kids playing across the street? And then it's like, mm, what do I smell? That's a fragrant scent of a blah, blah, blah. And I know some of you listening are like, what the fuck, cat? But I'm telling you, that's what takes us away from right. this constant track of noise, made up shit. Right. These narratives we've been telling ourselves our whole lives because- I don't know the because. I don't know the why we ever start doing that. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I, I don't know how many. But it does work, you guys. Try it. I swear it has helped me yeah. so much. I believe you. And and the fear, like you were talking about, if I feel anxious or if I feel this, you know, what do you, you know, the other day I was like, stop and breathe. That's another great thing to do if you find yourself kind of leaving your body and you're like, holy shit, I'm spiraling a little. A lot of people are, you know, under so much stress or there's so much pressure or we have so many demands on us as women. Like, it's just a really nice exercise and it's free. 
It's yeah. absolutely free. Oh, good. Yeah. I need that right now. Do you like to meditate? Do you do that? I don't. I try. I've been trying more okay. with the Calm app because it's like, I, it's a… Sponsored by Calm. Calm We're going to send this episode to them. We're going to see if they want to sponsor us. Yes, please. Come, Calm. What I like about the Calm app is that there are short meditations because the idea of like sitting even for 10 minutes, I'm going to be honest. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I could go mm-hmm. do something else for 10 minutes. I'd rather do. Mm-hmm. So there's like little bite-sized chunks. So yeah. I guess in that regard, yeah, I do meditate for like two to four yeah, minutes. baby steps. But yeah, it's a little bit of growth. Totally baby steps. Yeah. And, and I tried Pilates. I've been trying Pilates. And how's that going? It's going. I'll tell you, it's laying down exercising. So more my speed than some of the other stuff you've had me try with you. Ah, I've taken Katie to some stuff. To some stuff that I did not plan on working out at. I was like, I don't even have shoes. They were like, oh, we do. And I'm like, oh, I'm in this now, I guess. (laughs) You're such a good sport. I took her to New York. We did the P-Volve workout in New York. Great workout. Great workout. Really good workout. Shockingly intense workout with a ball that you did not see coming. I mean, <laughs> oh, really ball. did not see coming. That goes between your legs. Goes between your legs. That's hard. That's it's really hard. hard. Yeah. But you do, what do you do? Hot yoga, right? You know. And run. You run so freaking much. Let me just be clear. <laughs> let me just be clear though, because I think this is important. Okay. Um, I have had every type of relationship with exercise there is to have. Really? Absolutely. I, it's been the, 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 the mistress. It's been the... <laughs> It's been the, the the rude ex. It's been the guy who wasn't ever going to date. I mean, I have had… Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I mean, you know what it was? I, in high school, I was very, I was, I guess, athletic, right? I was a cheerleader. I ran track. I was, I loved to dance. I was in a, you know, I took several like ballet, dance, jazz, da, da, da. I loved the physicality. I just loved to move. Yeah. And then I went in college. I was a red stepper at IU, which is What's like… a red stepper? Well, the red steppers are like the trained dancers that dance with the drumline oh, cool. with the super high red boots. But if I'm honest, I really <laughs> wanted to be on palms. <sighs> I wanted to be the cheerleader at the basketball games, but I couldn't do a standing back tuck or a standing back handspring. I okay. could only do a running round off back handspring. Oh my God, what? Yeah. So I was <laughs> devastated. I did not, I did try out for palms. I didn't even get all the way because they're like, if you can't do the standing back tuck, get forget out. about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Like, fuck. So <laughs> I went out for Red Stepper and that was a really big deal. I did make it. And that was a really big moment for me being at a big university, IU. And I, I'll never forget, like making it was huge. Because although I like danced in Martinsville, Indiana, I didn't have like real training. Right. And a lot of these girls were like full on right. dancers. Right. And then I won most improved that year. It was oh, a really big deal. I love um, that. But anyway, to me, dance doesn't feel like exercise. Like, yeah. I loved to move. But I, I agree. But I didn't. I could not in college, true story, I could not run a single mile straight. Oh, not sounds one. Sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah, I and, can't. And some people have a complete allergy and an aversion to running. That was me. I was like, I had so many athletic friends and they'd be like, come on. I'd be like, oh my God, I want to die. Hated, hated running. Hated it. And then I got so into my career, San Francisco, I lived for a couple of years, my first TV job. I did not work out probably once in three years, like in my early twenties, never worked out. Then I had two kids. I mean, I had kids young in my twenties. Yeah. I did not start working out until I was about 30 years old. True story. No. No, it's true story. And it was like, when my kids finally got to about six and two, one of my best friends from college owns her own gym. She's a fitness guru. And she and her husband came out and they were like, oh, I was actually going through a divorce. Oh, And they're like, let's help you. And they were just, they had such a great mindset that they were like, it's kind of like what you need to hear. Like, you don't have to run a mile, Katie. You can, let's jog, jog to, walk to, jog to. So they had such a, they eased me into it. Okay. And then that kind of came and went. And then when I, I was married to my second husband. He was so into yoga. Reese was like a yogi through and through. And he'd be like, want to come? Want to come? I was like, eh, not really into it. My mom into yoga. Eh, not really into it. And it was when I was turning 40, when I was just like, holy shit, I'm turning 40. I was like, and Stacy once again showed up into my life. And I was like, could I? I wanted like set a really badass goal for myself. And that was when I ran my first half marathon. I was like, but you don't understand. I cannot run a mile. I like really hate so it. So how long did you train for? I probably only trained for about four months. Wow, that's 
very quick. That's it was like quick. what we were going to do and then I dropped out. Well, I know. I, I, I wasn't going to point that out. But. <laughs> oh, no, point it. It's fine. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's dropped out of a marathon, half marathon. Half marathon. Half marathon. Yeah, that was my third. And Kate, you, Kate was supposed to run with me. And I get it. I mean, you felt the pressure. People feel pressure. But it's also better to do those with someone. Oh, it's totally. nice you have like the support and someone to train with and all that stuff. But anyway, before I just keep going on, I, I ended up getting into running. I took it so slow. So for anybody listening, it really is possible. And then I did fall in love with it. I was like, what about it? Do you love? I love this. It's like me against myself. It's not a team sport. It's not like there's not this big community. It was like me against myself. And was I going to show up for myself? So it Mm. became this real like symbolic thing. And, and then when you cross that finish line, 13 miles, you know, 13.1. It is the most rewarding feeling. It is such an incredible high. And so, and by the way, the more in shape you get, anyone who works out knows this, the better shape you're in, the more you want to work out because it doesn't hurt so bad. Right. So I did the running thing. I still have kind of a love hate with running, but then I did discover, I finally got into the yoga thing. And now I mean, it's crazy. This is this is actually the beautiful thing about midlife because I've never loved exercise more. And I'll just bring this story to a close with at the beginning of the pandemic, I was on a definite one of those periods where I wasn't working out at all, like mm-hmm. at all. Like I'm pretty good with my diet and what I eat, but I was like, I just felt like shit, you know? Yeah. And um, and then I went through the breakup and I was like, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. This is this is like we're gonna get in fighting shape, you know? Yeah. And so to answer your question, and this has been the longest response ever, but um, <laughs> but I do the hot yoga and then I do my Tracy Anderson method. I could feel, I feel like I could get behind Tracy Anderson because doesn't she kind of jump around? Yes. And like you don't really realize you're like working out. Yes. Well, you realize well, you're working out. you can probably feel it, but. But yes, it's. it's there's um, music. Yes, and exactly. it's upbeat totally. and you're always doing something. Mm-hmm. And that's not a lot of heavy weights. It's just a lot of repetition. It's a lot of your own body weight. And I do love that method because it's like very toning. You don't kind of bulk. Yeah. It's not hard on the body. It's yeah. actually very gentle on the body. She's great. So anyway, you, you can do that online, by oh. the way, because there are a couple studios, but anybody can do Tracy Anderson. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Do you need a ton of space? No, I do it in my bedroom. Oh, nice. Yeah. You just need a mat and you need some three-pound weights for Tracy Anderson. Okay. Yeah. It's challenging. Right. But she has a beginning, a middle, and an advanced. So okay. just start out slow. Okay. Yeah. And build. Okay. But you're doing your Pilates, which is awesome. I do. I do love you like the Pilates. That? I really do. It's like stretching too. Yeah. It's so and it's, good for you. You know, people do it for physical therapy. So it's very like aligning and mm-hmm. you're working all the right shit. Mm-hmm. It's good. And I love my instructor. See, that's good. I just think we need to move. I yeah. think that some people, you know, love like a boot camp. They yeah. want to freaking do squats. They yeah. want to do heavy weights. Great. Right. Do that. You know, yeah. some people want to dance. I'm a dancer, like, you know, by trade. No. <laughs> I'm a dancer. <laughs> that's how I made all my money yeah. is by dancing. Kickball change. Uh, all the way change. to the bank. <laughs> No, I, I like that. And I like yoga has kind of a similar feel. You're like flowing. It's like good. It's balanced. It's kind of like precise. Do you listen to music when you're doing your hot yoga? Or is it like a om? Yes. Um, I do now. It depends on where you go and, and what classes you I take. I think I have done like a hip hop yoga one time yeah. with my ex's That's mom, fun too. It was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they do candlelit dark yoga. Sometimes they do hip hop yoga. I mean, there's every kind of yoga now. And again, there is a drunk yoga. I did see that one time. You're lying. No, there's dead ass, a drunk yoga. Dead ass drunk yoga. Dead ass drunk yoga. Shut up. I want to do that. I know. We should see if there's anything open or we could just do it right here, right now. By the way, something (laughs) tells me that you can't balance when you're drunk. But that might be the fun part of it. Oh my God. I get a concussion. (laughs) Yoga. Yoga. But let me just say this. And again, you know, I think it's so cute because I do talk about yoga all the time and it has become kind of like my church. And I, I'm, the joke is that I'm like, I like yoga as much as spicy margaritas. And that's yeah. saying a lot for I me, know. right? Oh, it's saying so much. It's saying a lot. And I've had people reach out to me and they're like, and I understand this because I didn't do yoga until I was in my 40s. It's like getting started. It's the hard part. Hard part. Like, yes. I don't know what a downward dog that's is. That's what's the most intimidating thing. Exactly. So here's my advice for that. My advice, which I've told the people that reached out to me, 
There is so much yoga online. Yeah. So there is a free girl called Yoga with Adrienne or Yoga by Adrienne. I think she's the most followed yoga instructor on YouTube. She oh. has millions of subscribers. Cool. And they are very easy, digestible, beginner level Like where classes. you're not worried if I'm doing this wrong, I'm going to pull my back out kind of thing? Because that's also what I get worried about. Not at all. Okay. It is so easy. And again, it's free. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Okay. Right. T- try it and hate it, but at try least try it. it. And then you build. It's okay. all about building like with anything. And you know, you don't start out running a marathon. You train for that marathon. So I'll tell you, I will try one before we talk next. Okay. I, I will try one. Okay. Or I will tell you to go to the Urban 728 yoga class. I'll put the link even in this um, description. in the description because that's where I go. Okay. But Joe, who is the owner and, and an extraordinary instructor, also has his classes on YouTube. Oh, yay. So anybody can do them. And I've had more people reach out to me saying, thanks for telling me he does those online. I'm oh. doing it. And it, I actually love it. I couldn't find the right yoga for me and people are really responding. Oh, good. And I know he's really motivational, right? Does he do all that on his like online classes too? Like talks to you through some things or? I think so. Maybe not quite as much. I don't remember because I only took a couple of his online at the beginning of the pandemic when I couldn't I'm sure it fluctuates. Yeah. But yes, I I mean, for me to bring this all full circle because we started talking about, you know, the mind and our thoughts. And then what we do to exercise. For me, it's that 360. It's like all the things matter to help us find our balance and our, you know, to feel at peace in our days. I mean, at the end of the day, we all just want to feel good, right? We just want to feel good. And and for me, that's moving. And it is like checking in with myself and being disciplined. I mean, that's what happened this last year when I was saying that I finally like really turned up the the volume on my exercise. It's like the discipline is key and feeling good. Like you just, the more you do, the better you feel. But for yoga in particular, it's, there is a meditative piece. And there mm-hmm. is a, for me, I mean, like, you know, the first five minutes and the last five minutes, you're, you're literally, I, I was thinking today, I was in hot yoga today and we're on a little mat. And now that the classes are allowed again, there's mm-hmm. like maybe 10 people in my class, even though we have these pods with like this plastic, like surrounding each of our little zones mm-hmm. to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all laying on mats and there's this beautiful music. And then we're on the floor. And then Joe's like, okay, lean to one, lean to one side. And you've got your like head cradled on your arm and then your knees are kind of in your tummy. And it's like warm. And it's just, there's, there's this, there's this feeling like when you're at preschool or like mm-hmm. when you're a little kid where you're just allowed, it's like you're you're given permission to just like, it's like napping on the mat. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like be. nothing else matters. All the noise, all the shit, all the stresses, all the pressure. Like for that hour, you just get to like cuddle up and, and there's like, it's like, there's just a warmth around it. And for me, that's the meditative part. And then right. yes, the piece is like, Joe said today, like there's always like a lesson. And today he said, you know, what have you added and what have you subtracted? And it's like really taking inventory wow, of your yeah. life. And so if you can get all that shit in one hour, like yeah. sign me up. Yeah. Because then you don't have to do it in all these other parts of your day, right, you right. know? Yeah. Just just commit to that one hour to yourself. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't do it. Like don't really grasp it. And I certainly understand that. But yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah. It's probably like getting in a hot tub. It might like feel weird at first, but then you just like love the heat. Yeah. It's evolving. It's growing. Yeah. Speaking of evolving and growing, do you know that the, uh, uh, gosh, function like on Instagram where you can look back like years, like what you were doing this day last year. On Instagram? On Instagram. Like you go to archive and you can see what story you posted like up to three years. No. Back. You swear? Swear. I did not know that. I will show you. I knew you could do it on your photos on iPhone. No, you can. Oh, I didn't know you do it. Well, I guess that makes sense on your phone. Yes. I was looking at myself a year ago. Mm -hmm. Holy guacamole. My face was so round. And I think it's because it was when I was like at my peak of like drinking. You know, like different people hold their weight different Mm -hmm, places. mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. really hold mine in my face. I looked really like tight Hmm. and puffy. Hmm. So bizarre. And now I'm like kind of self-conscious about it. Like thinking like, oh my God, is my face really round? And then one of my girlfriend's sister's friends got this thing done. (laughs) And now I really want to get it done. It's like a jowl 
socket removal. Socket removal? What the hell? I know. It sounds crazy. Wait, first of all, your face is lovely. Thank you. I love my face. It gives me what I need, but… Well, it's also very youthful, like round and like, that's actually something you're going to be so happy about later. I know, but it's not later. It's now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not later. It's right now. And I feel like… Socket? What socket? So they go in… It's it's very like low-key… They like cut a hole in <gasps> your cheek on the inside of your cheek and they pull out these fat sockets that everybody has from your cheek. So you get this like, like sunken. Like a sunken in. Like a sunken in thing and I kind of want to do it. Well, first of all, how much does that cost? I have and no idea. Second of all, like is that downtime? Like a, like how much downtime? Well, you're definitely, I think your face is definitely wrapped up like leftovers <gasps> for sure removal. for a minute. Yes. But this all is the so thing- funny because in your 20s, you want soccer removal. And in your 40s, you're you- like, fill them up. You're like, fill me, <laughs> fill me. Yeah. I mean, that honestly. I know. Like, I know. I don't have enough volume. Plump me up I in my know. face. I look too skinny. I look too old. I know. But I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know that in your 20s, it was so normalized to have all of this cosmetic work done like so easily, like outpatient, like fat socket removal. Are you But for me, me, for all of my 20-year-olds out there, it is like literally going and getting your teeth cleaned. It's so easy. So it makes me think I should just do it. No biggie. Go have your sock fat, fat sockets removed on Will a Tuesday. you say that one more time? And go have your fat sockets removed on a Tuesday. <laughs> Say it five times fast. Ah. I probably could say it easier if my fat sockets weren't in there. But I, I just think it's so weird. No, I do love my face. But I just, you know, these, I got to be honest. These are the things I think about and I really consider. And let's talk about the big daddy Botox. Okay. Because when let's I talk about am it. in. Oh, you, wait, you haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. <gasps> okay. When I put my mascara on my bottom lashes and I'm looking down and then I go back up, there are lines in my forehead. Now, this is new to me, okay? 26 here. Haven't had that before. I'm like, do I need more water? Do I need Botox? Do I need to get a different foundation? No, I need Botox. Do I need to just like exfoliate more and it's dead skin? You probably need Botox. I really just think every single voice in my head, all those voices we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. they're screaming Botox. I don't Mm. know if they're paid endorsers or Mm. what. Mm. Well, I was just going to interject with, you know that Botox is kind of like a Kleenex. There are lots of injectables. They're not all called Botox. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Xeomin is- Wait, wait, wait. I do Xeomin, which is like Botox. Okay. It's the same- well, I shouldn't say it's the same thing. It's different. But but yes, no, I hear you. Sorry, I, this is not at all what you're asking for as a response. By the way, Kate, there are lots Drop of different- some knowledge on me on some injectables. God, I don't even know what to say because like the mom in me wants you to be like, you're beautiful the way you are. Like, listen, Thank we you. all do this and, and you are 26 and I don't want you to constantly be thinking that the way you look isn't okay. Like that already- No, like, like it's a- not that I don't feel like it's okay, but I just feel like it's more- I feel more comfortable doing a little something than like being uncomfortable. But maybe that means I need to sit with it for a bit longer, which I have been because I was going to. Oh well, yeah, but how do you, I mean, listen, we live in a world where we're all scrolling, we're all seeing, we're all, you know, we're just yeah. bombarded with the fact that A, it's so available and B, everybody's doing it. So why wouldn't you Well, not? I also just had a major panic attack when the filters wouldn't pop up on Instagram. So that should say something. <laughs> it should. We were like, are we being punked? This is not a drill. What do you mean we don't have filters on stories? <laughs> So that should say something, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know. When did you start getting fillers, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind me asking? Because I was thinking you were looking very good. Why, thank you. Um, I Listen, it takes work. It does. And and I always say this before I talk about what I've done to my face on a surface level, is Mm -hmm. that I always say, like, my external work, I I like to balance it out with my internal work. So I feel okay at the end of the day because you can do all the— Botox in the world. You can do all the fillers in the world. You can do all that shit to your outside. But if y'all ain't doing the work on the inside or you're an ugly person or you lie, cheat, and whatever, and your virtues aren't aren't in the right place, you're still going to feel bad no matter how much Botox you get. So let me first just say that. But I started, I got Botox, not fillers, but I got Botox for the first time when I was 35, which just seems so late to the party now. But back then, this was 11 years ago, it was, it was like new, Newish, you know, it was still there was a little stigma. It was still like, don't tell anybody. Yeah, keep it hush hush. It was still like 
what's it going to do to my face? Yes. Are there going to be after effects? Like, yeah. oh my God, will my husband know? <laughs> Don't tell anybody, all that stuff, yeah. you know? But I look back at pictures and what's crazy is that like, you know, 33, 34, like, you know, I had two kids. Yeah. I worked for 12, 14 years. Like, I mean, to look at those pictures, speaking of looking back, like my forehead had more wrinkles when I was 34. Then than you it does do now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is something to it. Well, Yeah. Well, also, like you were saying, like, I think it's genetics too, right? Like, well, I do think, I mean, at the end of the day, some people are more subjective. Is that the right some word? Some people are more, yes, um, susceptible, susceptible to wrinkles because your genes definitely play a part, right? Like, yeah. in everything. Like, some people just look younger, longer anyway because yeah. they just look great and they look more youthful, and that's just how it goes. I definitely have some, some good genes on my side, also. Both of my parents looked fabulous. Yeah. You know, um, and my mom is 73 and looks amazing, but my mom started in her forties doing some things. And I was a young girl watching that. And so, you know, that's also another piece of it. I watched her do that. Anything, Mm. nothing. Mm. My sister does because she, she's a makeup artist, but I don't know. It's something that I'm toying with. Well, think I, about it. I know. I, and give I, a good thought. I, I like that you're really giving it like the the due consideration well, I it deserves. I want to be honest about it. I think mm-hmm. it crosses a lot of people's minds mm-hmm. my age and younger. Yeah. I know people in their early 20s who are doing oh, fillers yeah. and Botox. Well, I wonder why. Filters? No. Not doing the internal work? No. Why? Kardashians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a big piece. Right. What's I mean, the beauty standard to that? Every It's like you know, that's what's being consumed right. is that change it. Right. Don't like it, change it. Right. Don't love it, Which change Which I do it. think if you really are not happy with it, do it. Yes. Who am I to judge what you want or don't want? Couldn't I know you're more. on the same page with oh, that completely. too. completely. I don't, I am not here to make any kind of judgment on anybody else. Right. Everybody has to do for themselves what they think. At the end of the day, they want to look in the mirror and feel good. If that is what does it for you, right. all the power to you. Totally. All the power to you. Yeah. I think it's just figuring out if it's really what I want. Right. You know, or if it's a temporary what I want. Well, and here's the fun part about injectables. Again, disclaimer, I am not a doctor, but- <laughs> I have had enough experience that you do know that like after three months, maybe four max, it's gone. I mean, it dissolves. It does not last. So you are free to try it Mm -hmm. and then see what you think. And then never do it again. Do Do it all all the time. Like whatever (laughs) you want to do. And my only advice would be, you know, and I've said this before because I have spoken on behalf of of a brand on, on this subject and it's always check with your provider find a good doctor. Don't, yeah. don't. My advice would be don't do it on your lunch hour and yeah. like a rushed way, especially the first time from anybody because you can get it anywhere now. Right. Think about where you're going and and get a consultation and really speak with someone about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll do that. Or we could do it on the show. Yeah. Maybe <gasps> if I do it. Is that something you would Well, want? maybe we could get somebody on the show to that really could answer talk all my you questions. through it. We could get everybody in the audience, all their questions Please. answered. Because I kind of need everybody else to kind of think for the things that I'm not thinking of. Right. Well, yes. Help guide me on There'll this. There'll be so Please. many, so many people. Please. I need your perspective yeah. and your question. And I'll think of some questions. That would be lovely. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. We just, we'll have to do a little meditation before you get your Botox. We have to okay. find the balance. Okay. <laughs> Internal, um, external. No, but I I have done fillers too, just since we're on the subject, because I know people are going to ask me. I have done fillers, not a lot, in itty bitty bits um, yeah. over time. I The first time I did fillers, I probably was 40 at that point. I did some stuff on under my eyes because I had really sunken in eyes yeah. that on TV, when I was on TV every day, you could just, it looked like I was so tired. Yeah. Or it's again, it's back to that. If I'm too thin, then right. my face sinks. It's right. like, and then you gain weight. It's like a whole, you know, thing. And I didn't love it. Um, so I've never done that again, but I've had little bits of filler. I am just, I am so on the train of ridiculously conservative. Yeah. Like, I never want to wake up and look like cuckoo yeah. for Cocoa Puffs. So. Well, you don't. Well, I think thanks. you look really good. So if you're my goal, then- Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, thank you. I'll hold your hand through all of that. Oh, okay. Hold your hand. Gonna need it. Has this been beautiful? This has been beautiful. Okay. All right. How is your PMS? I, I can tell. Do you feel okay? I feel okay. <laughs> you know, maybe, it's- Maybe like, it's all those wrinkles on your forehead. Just okay. kidding. <laughs> that the is a joke. The goal is to not know how I feel that is my a forehead. Joke. That, is a joke. A joke. that is a joke. That is a joke. I'm going to drink some water and I might have a steak tonight. <laughs> 
a steak? I might. I think that's what I want. Oh, well, why wouldn't you? Well, I think that's what I want. Okay. We freaking get that steak. I'm gonna. You do that. I'm <laughs> so, oh my God. Okay. I, I want to leave everyone with a cap formation because I said I was going to do that. I think I need that too. And, and I actually ran across this one. It doesn't pertain to really anything we were talking about, but I ran into this. Do <laughs> you guys it. do you guys remember Debbie Matinopoulos, who was my former co-host on yes. the Daily 10 back on E years ago? Anyway, she's still a good friend of mine. She posted this on her Instagram. I was like, oh, I love that quote so much. So I'm going to use it today. And the quote is, when have you been at your strongest, asked the boy, when I have dared to show my weakness? said the horse. <laughs> oh, my From goodness. Charlie Maxi. But I like that one. I like it too. I showed my weakness and my wrinkles and my thoughts. You did too. That's what that I'm is saying. what is beautiful, isn't it? That's what Vulnerability. Hell yeah. It sure is a beautiful fucking day. You can say it. It sure is a beautiful fucking day. You know what? Because it is what it is. It is. And that in and, and it of isn't itself what is it okay. Ain't. That's right, girl. That's like the new Dr. Seuss right know, there. You heard it here. It is what it is and it isn't what, what it, it ain't. ain't. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I just, that's what I, that's what I want to normalize. And, you know, I, I've started that a couple of years ago on in this space, on this podcast. Like, you know, even this, this midlife campaign I've been talking so much about, people are like, wow, you're talking about, that's like almost embarrassing. Like you're, you're talking about things that people just don't talk about that, but why the hell not? Yeah, talk about it. We're not it. that precious. We're not that serious. Let's yeah. just let it all hang out. Let it hang. Okay. We'll let it hang and <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I only had a mm, glass and a half of white wine and it was nice. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. One brick? One brick. One glass. Delicious. One life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Cut us off. Cut us off. Katie, thank you. We'll do it again sometime soon. Okay. You guys love you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.